Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, I'm Jonathan. I'm preaching to you a message about the kingdom of God. I'm really excited. I'm just here in my home in Melbourne, Australia, and I just flipped out my phone. No, I've got, I own a microphone, but I'm not using it. And because I realize now that heaven is heavy laden with with reality, with promises for you and I. It's like a canopy that is above us. And God is just wanting us to slash that thing open and for heaven to come down. He has placed no limits on you and I. In fact, there are so many scriptures in the Bible for us Christians who believe that he has placed the power of God within us. So everything you need for life and godliness is within you. Jesus Christ is the hope of glory. He said there are rivers of living water that would flow out of your belly. Paul writes in Ephesians that that there's power inside of you that's going to work out the kingdom of God through your life. And so... I'm telling you the truth. What God is doing in this season is all about implementation. He's made up his mind that he wants to use you. If you look at the very end of the Bible, I'm trying to get in your mind because it's in your mind that you limit yourself and you limit God and you limit others. What if tithing is God's way to slap the enemy's hand and and get him off your money? What if tithing is actually for you? God doesn't need your money. In fact, you and I are worth more than heaven itself. If you think about it, Jesus, the King of heaven, the Son of God, died for you. You are that important, that precious to God, that, that you are worth his blood. So you're worth more than heaven. God doesn't need your money. But when, you, when God commands you to do something, it's for your own good. When you forgive somebody, it enables God to take up your case on your behalf. In fact, Jesus said in Mark 11, if you, if you speak to the mountain, it'll be removed But he goes on to say that we need to forgive our brothers and sisters. So tithing, fasting, praying, these are secret weapons. These are strategies from God that actually protect you from the enemy, catapult you into your future. God has written a book about you according to Psalm 139. And today... 
He is going to align you with your book. So all of us have taken a fork in the road, but God can catch you up today. In fact, there are angels that are available right now. Angels intervened with Mary with her birth, with Zechariah and Elizabeth, with John the Baptist. They turned up to break Peter out of jail. So angels are available and thank God for angels. They're critical for our uh, proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Most Christians talk about the devil. You know, I've got a demon. I've got a demon problem. Would you pray for me? They don't often talk about the angels that they have. So I want you to open your eyes to the spiritual realm. The reason I'm doing this video is because I saw it. I saw God and I only do what I see the Father doing. I'm coming to a point where I don't do anything unless I see the Father doing it. This is how I live. I made a decision. I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The angels worship him in heaven. We will worship him in heaven. Every creature in the earth, under the earth, will worship him. The Bible is true. I made a decision I'm going to pray in tongues. I've come to the point now where I pray, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, I pray all day, but I wouldn't say, you know, that there, there, there isn't a breath that I take without praying. But I made a decision I was going to seek first the kingdom of God. Now, what happened was outside of my expectation. <laughs> I've had the best year of my life. 2020 was the best year of my life. I published a book. I went crazy with my podcast. We, we did 137 episodes. I've started a, a warrior church in my home. The prophetic words that God gave me came true, but they weren't what I expected. And so this is what you do, church. It's, oh my God, it's so simple. You believe God. Believe his word. Believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Follow Jesus. Like, actually follow him as a real person. Remember, the Pharisees who had a form of godliness but denied its power, they knew the word, the written word. They knew the Old Testament and the prophets. The same Old Testament and prophets that Paul in, in Romans chapter 1 talks about. But they didn't have a relationship with him. And so there's a difference between faith. You, you know, you might say, I'm a Christian, I believe in God. But do you follow him? Jesus said, narrow is the path that leads to life. And very few find it. I feel such a hunger for that path. I feel such a burden and a dependency on God. I can't do it. I don't even know what I need. But I know that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I know that it's the Father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. And so what I do is I pray. I seek first the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom, how do you seek first the kingdom? Well, that's a whole nother story because the kingdom is a real place. The kingdom is a country. The kingdom is a government. 
You see, Jesus didn't preach a verbal message called the kingdom of God. He demonstrated the benefits of the citizens of the kingdom of God. And then afterward said the kingdom has come. The kingdom has arrived. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is within you. It was an it was an evidence to what he had already done. So the kingdom is very much about demonstration. Paul said it's not with wise sounding words, but with power. He said that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Really, the kingdom is the Holy Ghost. If you think about it, Jesus said his words were spirit. And you and I are spirit. We're wrapped in a body, but we're spirit. And he said that my words will never pass away. But heaven and earth will pass away. So if his words are never going to pass away, then then the kingdom will will also exist. Because the Bible says that it's an everlasting kingdom. It's a kingdom that has no end. So heaven and earth are going to end, but the kingdom won't end. So basically the kingdom is the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So Jesus Christ is the king, obviously, of the kingdom and his spirit is the kingdom. So when you receive the Holy Spirit, you are receiving the word. When you receive the Holy Spirit, God can say about you. Now, I know you're not getting this, but angels come. The, the word is the spirit. And where the spirit is, there is liberty. But Jesus said that the truth will set you free. And he said, if the son of man sets you free, then you're you're free indeed. But the Bible says that it's the, the spirit of liberty. So it's wherever the Lord is, there is a spirit of liberty. The spirit of liberty is where the spirit of the Lord is. So what that means is, is Jesus your Lord? Are you following him? If you're following him, then you're obeying him. So again, if Jesus turns up in your bedroom tonight at two o'clock in the morning and taps you on the shoulders and says, I want to pray, you know, no guilt, no condemnation, but are you going to get up and pray. Well, your mind doesn't want to. Your will doesn't want to until you're transformed into the image of Christ by the power of the word, by the washing of the water of the word. Like Paul said, you put to death the deeds of your body by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, that is an invitation. That is a relationship. As you obey God, as you do what he's he's doing, You're actually coming under authority. You see, in John 20, Jesus said, The Father sent me, and I'm sending you. So I heard Jesus say to me, The Father sent me under his authority. So if you think about it, a soldier doesn't just go and kill somebody. They'll go to jail. They'll go to military prison. But a soldier receives a command from a higher authority, just listen to me, and then 
He's authorized to take power and to enforce that power on that territory. So if a policeman kicks down your door, he's going to get in trouble. But if the policeman is called to your house or sent to your house and he kicks down your door, he can arrest you, he can do whatever he needs to do according to the authority that was given to him. And so if a soldier goes into war and, and kills somebody, they're not guilty of murder, right? You, I'm just explaining how it works. But that soldier is under authority. Now, they will get whatever they need. The power is unlimited. This is a big key for you. If the, if the policeman comes to your house and you resist arrest, and then another policeman will come, and it doesn't end. You know, at the end of the day, the, the army will come. The, the, the whole army will come at the end of the day. If the police can't control the situation, then the military will come. And if they can't control the situation, then you don't want to know who's going to come. So what I'm saying to you is Jesus came under the Father's authority. That's why he said, I don't do anything unless the Father does it. In fact, he said, I can do nothing of myself. The policeman cannot knock down your door of himself, but he can as an officer of the law if there's a problem, if you call him or if there's a burglary or whatever, because then he's authorized. Now, this is about you, because Jesus said in John 20, as the Father sent me, in other words, as the Father authorized me, I am authorizing you. So you've been authorized, like unlimited authorized. The Bible says he gives the Holy Spirit without measure. So when the Holy Spirit is written on your heart, you are controlled by him, you're owned by him. You are his property. So Lord means owner, mighty owner, Adonai. So when you say Jesus Christ is Lord, you're saying Jesus the son of Mary... <laughs> Christ, the Son of God, Lord, the owner, the king, the, 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 the God. So Jesus Christ is Lord is actually saying that Jesus Christ is fully man, fully God, and he owns you. And so Isaiah chapter 9 talks about this. Unto us a child was given of Mary, Jesus, unto us a son is born a son of God, the Father, the seed of the Father, the seed of the kingdom, the Son of God, the Christ, the Messiah. I don't know if you're getting this. Sunday Adelaja from the Ukraine speaks about this. You should definitely look that up. And he's got a great book about it called Church Shift. Now, I'm not endorsing him, but I'm just saying, I mean, he's amazing. But I'm just saying this very specific revelation about this, the child and the son is a powerful message. And I think he's written a book about it. Uh, and, and what I'm saying to you is if you love him, you will obey him. And that you and I have been authorized by God. Unlimited. 
Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 34, does the Bible not say you are gods? Now, we're not the God. We are not to be worshipped. We are, you know, we are the created. He is the creator. But we are a reflection of God on the earth. He said that he made us his sons. He said that he made us in his image. Now, religion is terrified that you would understand that you are a son of God. The Bible says that the sons of God are being revealed to all creation in Romans chapter 8. The Bible says that the the knowledge of the glory of God is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Joel and Acts say that the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on all flesh. So what is the government of God? It's when his law is written on our heart. I'm wrapping all of this up for you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit want to move into your heart so that you are governed by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that you are a law unto yourself. Nobody needs to tell you what to do. John says nobody needs to teach you because you have anointing from the Father. So you are a son of God because you're led by the Spirit of God. You only do what you see the Father doing. You only say what you hear the Father saying. And then every word you speak rips heaven open. Isaiah 55, ho, we rend the heavens. You become an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. Literally, 24-7, everywhere you go, you're praying in the Holy Spirit. You're thinking about things above. You're loving God. You're obeying him. Now, your feelings are going to betray you. Like Jesus in the garden, he didn't want to go to the cross. He asked for God to take it off him. But he said, not my will be done. So this is the secret. You, your will is your power to choose God. You can choose God. You can choose to get out of bed. You can choose to pray. Now, the more that you read the word of God, the more that you yield to the spirit of God, the more you are going to be transformed into his image. Now, Jesus is coming back. And I feel the spirit of prophecy coming. But Jesus is coming back for a perfect bride. You see, the the church is not built by man. The church is built by God. In fact, he's the head of the church. So I don't even know. If he's the head, then then he's the mouthpiece. He's the, the eyes and the ears. But anyway, he drew the boundary lines. For the church, when he said, he said, go into all the world and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded. Now, he said to Peter, I give you the keys, the authority, the permission and the access. See, keys are authority, permission and access. Miles Monroe has a great book on the principles and the keys of the kingdom of God. You have to read it uh, and watch his videos on YouTube, all of them. There's a, an interview uh, between Benny Hinn and, and Dr. Miles Monroe. And, and there's about a, uh, four or five interviews and you've got to watch them. Um, but you are authorized. 
And so Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. But he said that I, being Jesus, I will build the church. So hands off, okay? God appoints those to be apostles and prophets. You are not building the church. I'm, that's a demon right there. That's a false teaching. Now, Miles Monroe said something very controversial, which I won't go into, but it's about the message of the kingdom. So Jesus only preached that message of the kingdom. And he came back and spent 40 days as a risen Christ after the resurrection, before the ascension, and taught the disciples about the kingdom of God. So it's very important. But you and I have been authorized and Jesus is coming back for, a, for a, a bride without blemish. So that's going to happen. And I thought about, you know, ironing the wrinkles out of my clothes and how you need a high temperature to do that. You know, burning hot iron. So, so I believe that there is a, a deliverance coming to the church. It's going to be fun. It's going to be shocking. It's really going to be be messy but the holy spirit is excited to just body surf i just he's going to body surf on the church for the next 10 years or so um and he wants to come back and he, he can't wait to take you he's so excited to take you he is besotted with you you know you are his lover you are his friend and he just wants to take you into the other realm. And you can experience that now because Paul says in Romans that all things are yours, things present and things to come. So you can go into your future and into your past, but you can also, well, the past is sort of out of time. The past isn't yours, but God can go there. But anyway, he is coming back soon, but you and I have to make a decision. We're going to pray in the Spirit. We are going to walk in the Spirit, and we are going to believe His Word. So when you don't use it, you lose it. Jesus said, he who has more will be given, but he who doesn't have, what he has will be taken away. And so when you receive the revelation of the Spirit, when you receive this teaching, when you receive the seed of the kingdom, the devil comes to steal the seed. But the person who understands the word Jesus specifically says, he, he, he cuts it out and he says, this is the person who bears fruit. The person who bears fruit is the person who understood the word. So that is talking about the soil in your heart, of your heart. So your ability to implement what I've said is what's most important. What's most important is to obey him. Now, most Christians are listening for agreement, but that's over. That's a spirit of religion. That's a spirit of denominationalism. And it's not going to help you to listen for who you agree with. You, Benny had said something really fantastic recently. He said, truth is already established. If I raise somebody from the dead, if I walk on water, if I literally walk on water and show you on, on video with 5, 10, 15 cameras proving that it's true, that doesn't condone my message. 
if it doesn't align with the Bible. The Bible is the ultimate authority. Don't believe me, believe the Bible. Like Paul said, I'm saying to you, don't. if I say to you, if I write you a letter, or if an angel writes you a letter, and it's contrary to the Bible, then don't believe me, don't believe it. Don't believe me because of what I do. Believe the word of God. So what I'm saying is, if I'm saying something that's from God, then you are responsible. And you need to repent. <laughs> you need to change your thinking. You need to change. Sometimes the truth is uncomfortable. I want to hear the truth, especially if it's uncomfortable. I want to know what I don't know. And what happens is I implement the word of God. So when God shows me something, I do it. When he says something, I say it. When he asks me to do something, I do it. And what I find is it's exponential growth. It's unlimited. So they said of Jesus, they, they didn't have enough books in the world to write down the things that he did. Now that is, that is about you. That is about you. You know, what if there are not, there's not enough data centers in the world to store the miracles that are coming to the church? That's amazing. That's, that's, the, that's the future that I see. I see entire cities that are filled with the Holy Spirit. I see entire cities that are born again. It'll be like those contagion movies that are not from this world. They're demonic where another city falls and another country falls and they show the map where the, the infection is, is taking over a certain city. But I see, I see cities taken and I see the news showing a city of Melbourne, you know, of, of Adelaide, of Los Angeles, cities in China that are taken over by the Spirit of God. Now, the kingdom of God is not chained. The word of God is not chained. Christianity was the national religion of, of Rome, whereas 300 years prior, the Romans were the ones who killed Jesus. So Christianity can work in communist China. It can work in democratic Australia. It can work in a totalitarian Rome. It, it is unlimited. It is unlimited. And so are you. Now, there are rivers of living waters that are flowing in your belly. God does not limit you. I want you to make a decision today. Number one, you're going to read the word. Allow the word to wash over. You're going to pray in tongues in the Holy Spirit. Read the famous book, 9 o'clock in the morning, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Or just ask God right now, Father, baptize this person. In your Holy Spirit. The Bible says the natural mind cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. The Bible says that the natural mind is the enemy of God. So don't even go there. Don't go there. Let Get out of your natural mind. Because you are actually a spirit. Your mind is a layer that is on top of your spirit. The reason you are engaged with me and energized is because I'm speaking by the spirit but my spirit I've actually put on the outside 
I've denied myself. I have pushed the the <laughs> the demonic away and there are certain people I don't talk to, I don't answer the door, I don't answer the phone, but I'm free. But what I'm saying to you is I don't allow the enemy access. So what's happened over a period of time, and Dr. Kevin Zadai says that he calls this overthrow. And I really recommend you do join a warrior church and that you do his free uh, courses on online. Um heavenly visitations a few other courses so to understand this but your spirit can be like adam and eve but yours before the fall they walked with god in the cool of the day now we don't need to get into that now but my spirit is on the outside now okay <laughs> so so this is the proper order the proper order is my body submits to my soul, my soul, which is my mind and my will and my emotions, they are transformed by the word of God to the point that I am like Jesus Christ, my, my savior, where I look like him, I sound like him. And I walk as Jesus walked. I then, as a soul, I am submitted to my spirit. And my spirit is led by the spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit. That is a proper alignment. And then... As well as that, the fire of the Holy Spirit fills and baptizes me and I begin to take territory around me to the point where I'm a fire of the Spirit of God. I'm a fire. I said I'm a fire. Right now I'm a fire. So then the demonic around me runs away. Because they know that I will take them out, that I will confront them. They know that God is with me. When they see me, they see a flame of fire. They can't see me. I'm invisible because the Bible says I'm hidden in Christ. I'm actually seated in heavenly places. That is what is special and unique about a Christian. A new creation is a Christian, and a Christian is a new creation. So what does that mean? That is an, I am a new, we are new species of being. We are not human. We are a unique creation. Angels, you see, this is heavy stuff, but we are both seated in heaven and on earth at the same time. You might remember Jesus said that that the angels see the face of the Father. So how can an angel be standing here on the earth and, and say to you that I stand before the Lord? I don't know if you noticed, but in the Old Testament, angels would regularly often say, 
Stay attention. Listen. Don't switch off. Attention. Angels help. I'm wrapping it up. Five minutes. The angels in the Old Testament said, I come from the presence of the Lord. So what, what they're actually doing is they are standing in heaven and appearing to you on the earth at the same time. Because actually heaven and earth used to be one and it's split and it's coming back together. That's why Jesus is restoring all things. That's why Jesus is making everything new. That's why Jesus is praying that heaven and earth would be one. That's the Lord's prayer, is that on earth as it is in heaven, skip to the end of the Bible and there's a new Jerusalem comes out of heaven and becomes one. God wants to be with man. That's the end. That's the gospel. The good news is God wants to be with you. So would you follow him today? Would you allow the process? Now, it, it can be as long or as quick as you want. This is the narrow road. The narrow road is to follow Jesus Christ. Don't follow me. Don't follow your wife. Don't follow your pastor. You know, submit to them, pray for them, love them. But, but I'm telling you, you've got to follow Jesus. You've got to do what he says. You've got to obey him. It's a narrow road. It's, it's extremely narrow because it's only following him. What if he calls you, you know, to, 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 to do this, that or the other, to leave your house and go or to sell your car and give it away? So that's why it's a narrow road. Jesus said to his disciples, I go to my father and you know the way there. You know the way there. And they said, how do we know? How do we know where that is? So I'm saying to you that you know the narrow way. You've just got to do it. It is, it is obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I love you lots, lots and lots of you church, you crazy people, you wonderful Christians who are out of your body and out of your mind. <laughs> You are a new creation seated in heavenly places and on the earth at the same time. That gives you legal right to bring all of heaven to earth right now. How many angels do you want? A hundred thousand? A million? A billion? There are a lot of angels. A lot of angels. How much help do you need? But you don't have to worry about that. But I'm telling you, heaven is available. He is not limiting you. Just do what the Father is doing. Don't worry about, oh, how am I going to pay this bill? You know, what am I going to do with this relationship? I don't, I don't like my job. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Isn't that a command? Don't worry. So, so go to work. Love your wife. Love your enemies. Pay your bills. But wake up early. Pray in the Spirit. Don't stop praying. Just do the Bible. It's actually really fun. And you will lose your life. One day you will look around and your life will be gone. And you will pinch yourself because it's going to be so much fun. I love you lots. Father, I see them. I see their spirit, man. I see 
who they really are. I see their eyes. I see their voice. Lord, you love their voice. You love it. And I just pray that that you, that these people listening, that you would pray and that you would make sure that God hears your voice today. Where are you? He said to Adam, where are you? Because when Adam spoke, God heard his spirit because your words are spirit. And he located Adam by the spirit. And so God is wanting to hear your voice today. Would you speak to him? Would you ask him for things? Would you reveal yourself to him? Prayer is revealing yourself to God. Prayer is amazing. You are going to see amazing things. And I bless you in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you to send angels to help implement your word. Thank you for fire. Baptize them in fire. In the name of Jesus, be with them. Amen.